Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello, this is Kieran Tierney. Welcome to the latest edition of Arsenal Audio Programme. Arsenal vs Bournemouth, Sunday, October the 6th, 2019. Kick-off, 2pm. The contents. Head coach. The captain. Voice of Arsenal. My Arsenal. Player feature. Match action. Manchester United vs Arsenal. Women, culture club, community, my story, visitors, match action, Arsenal versus Standard Liège, my Arsenal and teams. Unai Emery. Unai Emery. The boss is taking a lot of positives from our last two very different matches. Good afternoon and welcome to Emirates Stadium. We go into today's game knowing that our challenge this season is to play for the opportunity to win titles. Our mentality has always been to make sure we go to the Champions League next year. We've spoken about that in the dressing room and now we are working and improving things to make sure we can be stronger. I think we are improving but we need to keep improving. Last year we finished outside the top four, but we are closer to them than before. This year, we want to take one step more ahead and achieve our targets. So this year we've changed more players than in recent years, so we need some time for those players to adapt and for our squad to continue developing with its strong mentality and also to work on growing the combinations with those players to achieve the confidence and progress. But really, I am happy with the last matches, with the new players, and with the ideas and the styles that we are developing. We know we can get stronger. That is our work every day, and each day I am working to analyse our team after each match. Look at how we can improve for every game ahead, and that starts with today against Bournemouth. It's for us to be more consistent and continue progressively getting better in each match. Bournemouth are not a surprise to anyone now. They are always working very well, and last year they played very well. They have earned our respect, and they deserve it. Today we are now with 12 points in the Premier League, 
and they are with 11 points. It means this game is very important. It's a key moment for us against a team that are much closer to us and currently fighting for the same position in the table. In today's game, it is important to see how we can impose ourselves, how we can respond to their threats, and how we can show our stronger moments against them. We have big respect for them because they are working well. We know that they are an offensive team and they have good individuals. I think that Eddie Howe is a very good coach. He has lots of experience now and he's also continuing to prove. But to focus on us, I think we are progressively getting better defensively. And in the last few matches, we have had some important clean sheets. In the match against Manchester United, we conceded only one goal. And I think that shows we are improving. I want us to be competitive, both defensively and offensively. But above all, the first characteristic for us has to be to remain offensive. To have the ball, to control the matches. But we know that the games are about balance. And we also need to be strong defensively. We want to keep more of the ball and be further away from our goal and pushing them we can achieve something by progressively becoming better. As we've been showing in the last matches, it's very difficult to play for 90 minutes with the same rhythm, but the same control and with the same possession in the style that we want. But on Thursday night, I think we did that for a lot of minutes. We started with a very, very strong pace, with and without the ball, and we scored three goals in the first 20 minutes. But really, what was best was that we were consistent over the 90 minutes. We only scored one goal in the second half. But that last 15 minutes, we had a lot of chances to score again. And we pushed a lot against Standard Liège. The spirit is good. And what was positive was that because we were using players who didn't play on Monday, they were fresh. But above all, I want to prepare each and every player to be ready for every match we play. If we're going to play three matches in a week, I want our players in their minds to be ready for all three matches. We are a squad of 26 players. We have 23 outfield players and three goalkeepers. And I always think we are 26. I think we are getting better at being a competitive team with different solutions and different options in the squad in each position. And really, every player is working well. That is going to be very important for us in these weeks and months ahead in the Premier League, the Europa League and the other cup competitions. Enjoy the game. The captain, Granite Sharker. The skipper was impressed by Thursday's showing. The spirit in our squad is high right now, especially after Thursday's win against Standard Liège. What I really enjoyed about the performance was watching how the young players took their chances. I've said before that it's a very exciting time for our academy, although it's important that we stay calm, that we continue to give them the help they need, and accept that, when you're breaking through, you will encounter tougher times too. It's a very positive time for us right now, though. You look at the average age of the team that started the game and it clearly shows how bright the future of this club is. 
We've got so many youngsters coming through right now, sensing their opportunity to impress and absolutely taking it. Thursday was a good example. The team started so positively, so determined to make their mark and show everyone what they are capable of. That creates good competition among us all. When you add that to having Rob and Hector back fit, plus seeing Kieran play as well as he did, it shows how promising this group is. Gabriel Martinelli is a really good example of the young talent we have here, but also of the positive state of mind, the strong mentality, the young players I mentioned. I wasn't much older than Gabby when I left home for the first time, and, at the start, of course there were difficult moments. I moved across a border, but he's moved halfway across the world, and the way he's adapted on the pitch so far is really impressive. We're all there to help him should he need us, and he knows that. Gabby's built a good understanding with Emmy Martinez off the pitch, and I think it's really good for him to have David Lewis here too, an experienced member of the squad who he can speak to in Portuguese. He seems happy, and he's quickly acclimatising not only to the way we want to play, but to European football in general. I'm happy to see him start his Arsenal career so well, but I'm not surprised, because every day I see him training hard, working with the right intensity and the right attitude. He's been rewarded for that with the goals, but it's his overall play that has made its mark on me. One of my favourite moments of Thursday was witnessing Hector lead out the team in his first start since his injury. He's worked so hard on his rehab. He's a very popular member of the dressing room, and he really deserves a successful season now. Hector has been here longer than anyone else in the squad. He's an honorary Londoner, really. He completely understands the culture of the club and the city, and he's grown into one of the world's best right-backs. He's done that thanks to his work rate and determination, and both of those qualities have shown recently with the way he's worked to come back from his injury. From what I've seen in training and on Thursday night, I know he's going to be a very big player for us this season. That's very exciting for us as a team, but also for him individually. Hector deserves it because of how hard he's worked and how devoted he's been all the way through his recovery. We're really pleased to have him back with us. We've had an intense run of games over the last few weeks. Now our task is to finish in a good way, with a win, to make sure we continue on the right track. Bournemouth are a really tricky opposition to face, and they've impressed me again so far this season. We know them very well. They run a lot, they fight a lot and play good football as well. But we are so strong at home, so we have to take the three points before we go away with our national teams. It's always difficult before the international break, because we've played a lot of games in the last few weeks, so we have to be ready from the start and take the three points. Thanks for your support. Voice of Arsenal Sunday Best Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang has been in unstoppable form this season and there's reason to be even more excited ahead of today's clash against the Cherries. The 30-year-old has scored in each of his last six Premier League games played on Sunday, netting eight goals in that run. 
Indeed, 26 of his 39 PL goals in total have been scored on Sundays, the highest ratio on that day in the competition's history for players with a minimum of 20 games. A goal this afternoon could also see him net his 50th in Arsenal colours since he joined the club from Borussia Dortmund on January the 31st, 2018. Posh Payne. We're still searching for our first win in the Leasing.com trophy after Joe Ward's deflected effort gave Peterborough United a narrow 1-0 victory at the Western Home Stadium on Tuesday night. There were still a number of positives from the team. Not least a good performance from 16-year-old Nathan Butler Oyedigi on his under-21s debut. But we remain third in Group H with one point from two games. A full report will feature in the programme against Victoria. Adidas. The Addy Years. Our first ever match against Bournemouth in 1987-88 was the second season in which Adidas were the club's official kit suppliers. But it's not a picture from that season that caught the eye. It's the advert in the match day programme featuring an iconic and still very recognisable trainer box. Adidas. From strength to strength. Report it. Discriminatory chanting and antisocial behaviour is offensive to all fans and not tolerated. If you witness any form of offensive behaviour, you can report it to a steward or use our See Something Say Something service by texting FOUL to 67777 together with a description of the incident. We are proud of the diverse nature of our team, our fans and wider community. Thank you for your support. Text FOUL to 67777. Prog Fact. The programme cover for our match against Manchester United on October the 6th in the Charity Shield was the classic Art Deco style, which won our World Cup of programmes recently when fans voted on all the different retro styles reproduced last season. On this day, 1948. League title holders Arsenal beat Manchester United 4-3 at Highbury in the Charity Shield. 1966. Former striker Niall Quinn was born. 2002. Sunderland beat Arsenal 3-1, Kanu 2, Vieira, to make it 30 games unbeaten in the Premier League. A new record. Adidas. Baggett. In every domestic programme this season, the club's kit partner, Adidas, are giving away small duffel bags. Just answer this question to be in with a chance of winning. Which Brazilian scored Arsenal's first ever Premier League goal against Bournemouth? Email your answer, including your full name and address, to programme at arsenal.co.uk or tweet at AFC Programme. All entries to us by Friday, October the 11th, please. One entry per person. Off to Anfield. We can confirm that our Caribou Cup fourth round clash with Liverpool will be played on Wednesday, October the 30th. The game will take place at Anfield with kick-off at 7.30pm and is live on Sky Sports. We set up our meeting with the Reds by defeating Nottingham Forest 5-0 at Emirates Stadium courtesy of a Gabrielle Martinelli brace and goals from Rob Holding, Joe Willock and Reese Nelson. Kieran Tierney made his first start for the club, while Hector Bellerin made his return from injury and assisted with just his second touch of the ball. 
Liverpool beat MK Dons 2-0 in the third round thanks to strikes from James Milner and Kijan Hover. Steve Hitchens. It was with deep regret that Arsenal Football Club heard of the recent death of former Islington councillor Steve Hitchens. A Liberal Democrat councillor in Islington for many years, Steve was leader of Islington Council from 1999 to 2006 when his tenure coincided with the Gunners' move from Highbury to Emirates Stadium. He presided over numerous important decisions from an Arsenal perspective, including, crucially, final planning consent being given for the building of our new stadium. The thoughts of Arsenal Football Club are with his wife Sarah, family and friends at this difficult time. Above and beyond... Karina Lukaci took home an Adidas t-shirt for going the extra mile selling the matchday programme before our match against Aston Villa. Thanks for all your hard work, Karina. Picture of the week. Is this a snapshot of the future as well as Thursday night? Gabrielle Martinelli and Kieran Tierney picked up where they left off against Nottingham Forest. The striker burying one of the Scots pinpoint crosses. Oh, and Reese Nelson wasn't bad either. Ref Watch. This afternoon's referee is Martin Atkinson from Drillington, West Yorkshire. Atkinson started officiating at just 16 years of age, and by 2005, two years on from making his conference debut, he was handed his first PL game, Manchester City's 3-0 win over Birmingham City. The 48-year-old has both Champions League and World Cup experience and has officiated over 400 games since 2002, when records began. Arsenal's Premier League results with Martin Atkinson. Home, games 21, wins 13, draws 5, losses 3, yellow cards 32, red cards 4. Away, games 21, wins 6, draws 4, Losses 11, yellow cards 41, red cards 0. Three Lions, eight of them. Eight of our youngsters have been selected for England at various levels. Reese Nelson, Joe Willock and Eddie Nicotier have been called up for England's under-21s friendly against Slovenia on Friday, October the 11th and their Euro qualifier versus Austria on Tuesday, October the 15th. Buke Osaka will join the under-19s for the Marbella Cup where they face France on Wednesday, October the 9th and Belgium on Saturday, October the 12th. Miguel Aziz and Sam Greenwood are in the under-18 squad for friendlies against Poland on Friday, October the 11th, Slovakia on Monday, October the 14th and Austria on Wednesday, October the 16th. Hubert Gradzik and Charlie Patino are in the under-17 squad for friendlies versus Germany on October the 10th and October the 12th and Spain on October the 14th. Tashan Daniel It is with great sadness that we report the tragic loss of 20-year-old Tashan Daniel, a lifelong Arsenal fan. Tashan was on his way to our game against Nottingham Forest when he was fatally wounded in an unprovoked attack on the platform of Hillingdon Station. As soon as Tashan could walk, he was kicking a football and surrounded himself with all things Arsenal, from kit to pencil cases to pyjamas. He went to see his first game at Highbury, Arsenal versus Newcastle, aged five, where he had to stand on the seats to see. 
A keen footballer, he played for Hillingdon Saints from the age of seven. His most admired players were Thierry Henry, Dennis Bergkamp and most recently Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang. A talented photographer favouring fashion and London life, most recently he was focusing on an athletics career and his flights to Miami to train full-time at an athletics school had just been booked. He was also a mentor amongst his peers, looking out for his female friends like an older brother. Our condolences go out to Tashan's family and all those who have lost loved ones to knife crime. Arsenal condemns all forms of violence and our community department delivers a wide range of programmes to provide support and opportunities for young people in North London. Arsenal, league champions, FA Cup winners 
email program at arsenal.co.uk for your My Arsenal questionnaire. This week's celebrity is Roman Kemp, radio presenter, age 26, from London. Why are you an Arsenal fan? I was five in 1998, and because of Michael Owen, I wanted a Liverpool shirt. My dad stood me on Highbury Corner to make me go and see the double winners parade. They lifted the Premier League and the FA Cup, and he was like, that's your team. First Arsenal game. The first game I remember as a really young kid was Forest away. I like the fact my first game was away. After that, I was in the North Bank with my dad. Favourite Arsenal game? The 5-3 win over Borough in 2004. There were so many goals, one after the other. Perez scored so quickly after Reyes, they didn't have time to put Reyes' name on the big screen. Match day routine before kickoff. I try and turn up as close to kickoff as possible. I'm a worrier. Favourite place to eat before a game? Me and my old man still go to the Pyberry Corner before a game. Favourite place to hang out? The Tollington Arms. How do you feel on your way? The thing is, I love walking up to the Emirates and the sense of community. You're all there together. You can pretty much talk to anyone and these people might as well be your family. You're that close. That's an amazing thing. You don't really get anywhere else in life. Do you collect Arsenal programmes? Never collected programmes. I do have one that I've kept and I don't know why because it was the best and the worst day of my life. The 2006 Champions League final. What do you wear to games? Retro kits. I love the fact that we're back with Adidas because they're the ones I used to wear. Although I love the new kits, the Banana Vet Retro Ribe. So this season, I'll be wearing that. First ever Arsenal shirt? It has to be Adidas. Although the first one I wore properly all the time was the 1997-98 with Overmars 11 on the back. All-time favourite player? Thierry Omri. I think it's obvious why. Do you have an Arsenal cult hero? Freddie Lundberg. I'll never forget the 2002 FA Cup final. That morning I told my dad we have to get red hairspray. So we went out and we found some. When Freddie scored, I knew I'd bought him some good luck. Best Arsenal goal you've ever seen live? Thierry Henry's comeback goal against Leeds. That was the greatest moment I've ever had as an Arsenal fan. Even above the unbeaten season. I've never seen the stadium like it. I had chills for about a week. Best debut performance? Lucas. He looked like he'd been playing for Arsenal for years. Have you ever met any Arsenal players? Thierry Henry. Although I don't know if that counts as meeting him because I couldn't speak. I was shaking. I think he realised I wasn't going to speak and he walked away. Which current player would you most like to go for dinner with? David Louise. Just to know how it feels swapping blue for red. If you could erase one Arsenal moment from history... What would it be? Paris, 2006. If you could be present at any Arsenal match in history, what would it be? Anfield, when Michael Thomas scored and won us the league. That would have been unbelievable. Player feature, Torreira. You could forgive Lucas Torreira for being a little disappointed with life. The Uruguayan midfielder, who won over the Arsenal fans so quickly after his arrival from Sampdoria in the summer of 2018, has had a frustrating start to the new campaign. 
this summer's Copa America meant he had a shortened pre-season and he has been eased back into action as he searches for full match fitness. Talk to him, however, and there is no sign of frustration. The 23-year-old, who some sections of the press have suggested was struggling to settle in England, is enjoying life, learning English and working hard. Here he talks about why he chose the Gunners, how he plans to win back his place in the starting lineup, and why the future is very bright indeed for the club. How are you finding life at Arsenal and in London? Well, it's my second season here, and we've got a lot of games to play, lots of competitions, and, of course, the national team as well. So, really, it's about being prepared for that both physically and mentally. So far, I think I've had a good start to the season. I haven't been able to start any games yet. I've usually been coming off the bench in the second half, but I'm building up my rhythm. I'm feeling better and better, and I want to get to 100% so I can start games. What do you like about living in London, and how are you getting on with learning English? I'm enjoying it now. I think one of the hardest things about coming here was that different lifestyle, because it's very different to what I was used to. Italy is a completely different country, and I was quite good at the language there, so I was able to interact with people. Here, the language is one of the great difficulties I've had, and, of course, it's meant I haven't been able to communicate with people so well. That said, I'm learning, and I've got a teacher who I'm getting on with really well. English is one of the most common languages in the world, so it's important to speak it, and not just for football. Comparing the Premier League and Serie A, which one do you prefer and why? I think the toughest league and the best in terms of quality is the Premier League right now. You saw that last season with two all-English European finals. That really speaks for itself. I've been able to see that on the pitch too. The football is a really rapid pace, intense, whereas in Serie A perhaps it's a bit more tactical, a bit more passive, and that leads to slower rhythm. But I really appreciate my time in Italy and all the coaches I knew there, because the things I learned have really helped me to come here to England and establish myself. Are you happy that you made the decision to move to a new country with us? Yes. At the end of my second season with Sampdoria, I was just fully focused on preparing for the World Cup with Uruguay. There had been a lot of talk about various Italian clubs, but I never really considered coming to England because there had never been discussions around that. But I spoke to my agent and we wanted to find a situation for me at the best club where I could show what I could do and one of those options was to come here to England. I'm happy with the decision. You've played five times in the league, four as a sub. Are you frustrated with your lack of game time? I don't know whether I'd say it's frustrating. All players want to play. They obviously want to be in the starting eleven. That's completely normal. But that's not something that depends on me. It's down to the coach to make those decisions, and really I have to respect that. Right now, it's about not giving up. You have to continue working hard, and whether I'm playing in the starting eleven or from the bench, 
I want to give my all for the team. That's the kind of player I am. I like to give 100% for the shirt to help my teammates and to give the fans something to cheer about. What qualities does Granit have as a captain? He's a player with a lot of experience. He's been at Arsenal for quite a long time now and he does have the respect of the dressing room. He's the kind of personality you need for a captain. But, as I said before, the final decision rests with the coach. Whoever is made captain should be very proud of that because it's a privilege to be the captain of a club with such a great history. Looking back on last Monday's game, did you feel it was a good time to be playing Manchester United? I think all the games are difficult in the Premier League. Obviously, United hadn't had the best time, but it was the same last year and we ended up drawing 2-2 at Old Trafford. You look at Watford as well. They had lost many games, but then we ended up drawing with them a couple of weeks ago. All teams battle in the Premier League and it's never easy in any game. No teams really gift you anything. I wanted to try to enjoy it last Monday because it's not every day that you get to play at Old Trafford against Manchester United. How difficult is it to play and win at Old Trafford? It's always difficult to go there and play. Last year we produced a good performance. We were winning 2-1 at that point and then we committed quite a bad mistake and that allowed them to equalise. If you look back at that game, it was a good performance from us and we probably deserved to get the win because we created chances after that as well. But it's great for me to play these games alongside my teammates. Did you back Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang to score at Old Trafford, given his recent form? Ober is a fantastic player. He's a real beast for goals. He's got that nose for goal. Whenever he has the ball, he is always looking to shoot and to score. So, for us, it's really important he's in this kind of form that he continues to help us, not just in terms of goals, but also with his spirit and the hard work that he puts in in terms of marking and without the ball as well. As a group of players, are you feeling confident after the three wins before that game? Yes, we are doing some great work. I think we're improving and developing. I think we've improved on a number of things from last season. We've produced some really good performances, particularly the game against Aston Villa, because obviously we were losing 2-1 and down to 10 men. We showed a lot of character and kept pushing and we were able to turn it around and win 3-2. That's not easy when you're a man light. The Carabao Cup as well. It was a difficult one because in spite of the scoreline, there were moments when we did have to dig in. But I think we're working well as a team and we're trying to implement the ideas that the coach is getting across. There's a great feeling, a great dynamic within the squad and that's really important because we've got a tough run of fixtures coming up. How impressed have you been with the way the younger players, such as Nelson Willock, Smith-Rowe and Saka, have handled the pressure of playing in the first team? It's really important to have those players coming through the academy. It shows that the club has done some really good work in that regard, and I think the players who do come up from the youth ranks show that there's a really bright future here at this club. The players you mentioned, I think it's great they're in the first team, 
improving and getting experience. Some of them have even been able to get some goals, which is massive. It's great, and I think that it's important for the young players to try to not feel the pressure and relax, because, of course, they do have the backing of their fellow players. Really, the most important thing is for them to have fun and enjoy the games. It's a dream come true for any youth player to play in the first team at Arsenal. Match Report, Manchester United Premier League, Match Day 7, 8pm, Monday, September the 30th, Old Trafford Manchester United 1, McTominay 45, Arsenal 1, Aubameyang 58, away fans 3,000. Manchester United 1, De Hoy 38, Tuan Zebi 2, Lindelhoff 5, Maguire 18, Young, Yellow Card 39, McTominay 6, Pogba 15, Piera Substitute, 74th minute, yellow card. 14, Lingard. Substitute, 74th minute, yellow card. 21, James. 10, Rashford. Substitutes, Romero, Rojo, Williams, Matic, Fred, 74. Matter, Greenwood, 74. Arsenal, 1, Leno, 21, Chambers, yellow card. 5, Socrates, 23. Luis, 31, Kolasinac, 11, Torreira, substitute, 55th minute, 34, Zaka, yellow card, 29, Guendouzi, 19, Pepe, substitute, 75th minute, yellow card, 14, Aubameyang, 77, Saka, substitute, 79th minute, substitutes, Martinez, Maitland-Niles, Holding, Ceballos, 55th minute, Willock, 79th minute, Nelson, 75th minute, Martinelli. At 18 years, 25 days, Bukeo Saka is the youngest player to ever start a Premier League game between us and Manchester United at Arsenal. First half, the Gunners picked up a point on a night of torrential rain at Old Trafford, that turned an often classic encounter into something of a damp squib. The first period was drab, as the Gunners looked to quieten the home fans and Manchester United failed to impose themselves on the game, until, that is, the half-entered stoppage time. David De Hoy had just pulled off a brilliant double save to deny both Bukeo Saka and Matteo Guendouzi when the home side broke from the resulting corner and Scott McTominay fired an unstoppable shot past Bount Leno. Second half. Arsenal stepped up a gear in the second half and scored a deserved equaliser when Saka played in Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang who then lifted his shot delicately over De Hoy. The linesman flagged for offside, but a quick VAR check reinstated the goal. Moments later, Saka saw his shot deflected over off Victor Lindelof, but with Leno denying both Maguire and Rashford late on, a draw was probably a fair result. Match stats. Total shots. Manchester United 16, Arsenal 10. Shots on target. Manchester United 4, Arsenal 5. 
Corners, Manchester United 8, Arsenal 7. Offsides, Manchester United 2, Arsenal 4. Fouls, Manchester United 18, Arsenal 13. Possession, Manchester United 55%, Arsenal 45%. Arsenal Women, the latest news and results from the Women's Super League champions. Arsenal crushed Brighton to set the early pace. Barclays FA Women's Super League, Sunday, September 29th, Meadow Park. Arsenal 4, Brighton and Hove Albion, nil. Scorers, Le Little, 9. Medima, 39. Van de Vonk, 56. And Nobbs, 70. Arsenal moved to the top of the Women's Super League with a thumping 4-0 win over Brighton and Hove Albion at Meadow Park last Sunday. Goals from skipper Kim Little, Vivian Medium, Danielle van de Vonk and Jordan Nobbs got the job done against the Seasiders as the Gunners moved to nine points from three games and ahead of Manchester United on goal difference. Joe Montemuro retained Pauline Perret-Margit in goal for the third straight appearance whilst Leon Mayner returned for the defence alongside Victoria Shanabek, Jennifer Beetle and Kate McCabe. Lee Williamson continued in the midfield anchor role behind Little and Nobbs, whilst Lisa Evans and Van de Donk provided the width either side of Medema. It didn't take long for the home side to take control, and they went ahead when Little raced onto Medema's through ball and slotted past Megan Walsh. Williamson and Mayner both had good chances to double the lead, but it was our Dutch striker who netted the second on 39 minutes from Nobbs' clever first touch. Ten minutes after the restart, Medema rolled her marker to find Van de Donk, who finished coolly from inside the box, and Nobbs rounded out the scoring in style, smashing home a volley from the edge of the area to notch her first goal since returning from injury. Jordan back in England squad. It didn't take her too long... Jordan Nobbs has joined Lee Williamson and Beth Mead in Phil Neville's England squad for the friendlies against Brazil, which took place yesterday in Portugal on Tuesday, October the 8th. It will be a busy week for action of our internationals, with the Netherlands, Germany, Australia, Switzerland, Denmark all playing qualifiers for next summer's European Championship. Good luck, everybody. Well done, Sari, and ourselves. Congratulations to our former number one, Sari van Venderdaal, who was named best goalkeeper at the best FIFA awards in Milan last week. Sari, who is now at Atletico Madrid, made 13 appearances last season before starting for the Netherlands at the World Cup. Well done also to us, Arsenal. We have been named as the most popular European women's football club on Twitter, for the fourth month in a row. Our 18.4 million impressions worldwide was the best ever month for a women's sports team on Twitter. City ticket update. 
Please note that tickets for our home game against Manchester City on Sunday, October the 27th will be available online only. Keep an eye for our website on Twitter feed for further information. Also, the Manchester City showdown is one or two more Arsenal games that have been selected for TV coverage. That was the first WSL North London derby, which will take place at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium on November the 17th. They'll both be shown live on BT Sport. Please note that kickoff times have been moved to 1pm and 3pm, respectively. 2019-2020 Fixtures Sunday the 13th of October, Chelsea away. Sunday the 20th of October, Charlton at home. Sunday the 27th of October, Manchester City at home. Sunday the 3rd of November, Brighton and Hove Albion away. Sunday the 17th of November, Tottenham Hotspur away. Thursday the 21st of November, Bristol City, 7.30pm kickoff at home. Sunday the 24th of November, Liverpool at home. Sunday the 1st of December, Bristol City at home. Sunday the 8th of December, Reading, away. Wednesday the 11th of December, London Bees, 7.30 kick-off, at home. Wednesday the 15th of December, Everton, 12.30pm, away. Sunday the 5th of January, Birmingham City, at home. Sunday the 12th of January, Brighton and Hove Albion, away. Sunday the 19th of January, Chelsea, at home. Sunday the 2nd of February, Manchester City, away. Sunday the 9th of February, Tottenham Hotspur, at home. Thursday the 13th of February, Liverpool, away. Sunday the 13th of February, Reading, at home. Sunday the 22nd of March, Bristol City, 3pm kickoff, away. Sunday the 29th of March, West Ham United, 3pm kickoff, away. Thursday the 5th of April, Manchester United, at home. Sunday the 26th of April, Birmingham City, away. Saturday the 16th of May, Everton, to be confirmed. And that will be at home. 2pm kickoff unless stated. Culture Club. Culture Club. Peter Maranello, Arsenal's Beatle. Over the decades, Arsenal have had a big influence on popular culture. Historian John Sperling looks at the Gunners' unique impact off the pitch. We've signed the nearest thing in football to the Beatles, said one Arsenal director after the Gunners shelled out a then whopping £100,000 for flying Hibernian winger Peter Maranello in January 1970. The ravenous press pack snapped away merrily at Scotland's George Best, who, with his mop of dark hair and his cream-coloured Jaeger Mac, looked every inch the football starlet. Recalled Marinello, from that point onwards, I was in the deep end on the London scene. First, there was the small matter of his league debut at Old Trafford, with Best suspended by Manchester United the press focused its attention fully on Marinello. In the first half, he took hold of a loose ball. 
jinked between two defenders, and slammed the ball past Alex Stepney. It was a great piece of improvisation, and the United crowd, mindful that it was a bestie-type goal, sportingly applauded him. No matter that Arsenal ultimately lost the match 2-1, the youngster had made his mark. To be brutally frank, this was as good as it ever got from Marinello at Arsenal, with Bertie Mee uncertain how to deploy his new protégé. He flitted in and out of the team and failed to score again for more than two years. But if Marinello struggled to fulfil his potential on the pitch, commercial opportunities flooded in off it. Within weeks of arriving in N5, he was booked in to Top of the Pops to present a silver disc to singer Sandy Shaw for her song Puppet on a String. But Marinello never did get to meet her, due to Shaw having an attack of nerves before walking on stage. Instead, with Tony Blackburn comparing, a shy and nervous Marinello presented a collection of singles to a young girl who won top prize for being the best dancer in the audience. Following his BBC appearance, Marinello began to flounder in a sea of bad modelling shots, dodgy newspaper columns and mediocre performances. Photographer Terry O'Neill later recalled feeling terribly sorry for the young man. He looked totally out of his depth. Like Charlie Nicholas in the 1980s, Marinello's musical tastes didn't conform to the stereotypes of that era. World Mental Health Day, October the 10th, 2019. Arsenal have a proud tradition of supporting and promoting positive well-being. This includes a variety of proactive sessions and activities aimed at helping creative positive states of mind. As well as this, we have run a session for the last eight years in partnership with the Camden and Islington Mental Health Trust for adults who have a formal mental health diagnosis. The aim of the sessions is to create a self and welcoming environment for adults to engage in a regular activity, which also helps benefit their social health, their physical health, creates opportunities for education and creates opportunities for employment together with offering a variety of enriching activities outside of the group. As well as working with those who have a formal diagnosis, we have looked to proactively support positive well-being and help support positive mental health for everyone. Over the past eight years, we have had some fantastic positive outcomes, varying from individuals committing long-term to a programme, some entering into full-time employment, and others creating their own independently run football teams to support peers in similar positions. We have also forged strong links with other clubs around the country who share our views on the importance and support of those experiencing periods of difficulty with their mental health. Luke Howard of Arsenal in the Community said, It's brilliant that Arsenal are challenging the stigma around mental health, as well as helping to promote positive well-being. The sessions we run are offered as an accessible tool for individuals who may be at a stage in their life where they're lacking consistent positive opportunities. We offer a judgment-free and open session that will be there regardless of the weather or external factors in their life, 
and for others in the group, it is an additional positive option in their week planning. We are looking to highlight the fact that anyone can experience periods of difficulties with their mental health and that, with the right support, they can overcome these. We are incredibly proud of the perseverance and drive of everyone in the group to achieve their own personal aims, as well as the value of our sessions within their lives. These sessions are about creating a safe and supportive environment where people can feel comfortable as themselves and not worry about the perception of others and enjoy a social sport with friends. Please take time to talk to the people you care about and as a society we can look to create a more supportive and empathetic environment. Find out more about the Community Department's disability work. Email lukehoward at lhoward at arsenal.co.uk Photo of the week. Arsenal in the Community's Twitter account at AFC Community highlights some of this month's community work. Another great day at Gander's Green Lane. Huge thank you to at SUFC understrike disability as always. My story. The work of the Arsenal Foundation and the partners and initiatives it supports have toughened the lives of a great number of people in a variety of ways. The Arsenal Foundation has long been a supporter of Islington Boat Club, a water-based activity centre providing training courses, a youth programme and schools tuition for youngsters. We recently helped to fund renovations to its narrowboat, so kayaking champion Alex Christopher, 13, tells us about the club itself. I first discovered Ingerson Boat Club about two years ago when one of my friends recommended it. I tried it, enjoyed it, and that's how I started to kayaking. The boat club keeps you fit. You meet people and it's a great way to spend your free time. Sessions run on weekends and weekdays, the Saturday ones from 11am to 4pm. In the mornings we do drills and work on skills in the boat, and in the afternoons a range of activities are available, both boating and non-boating, because the club functions on a club level too. On Tuesday evenings we go on the water in kayaks, paddle boats or canoes, and on Wednesdays we train for competitions. This is more serious and is a time for hardcore kayakers to improve their salon and sprit skills. I attend every session because I'm trying to develop to be the best of my ability. Last May, in my first kayaking competition, I won a gold medal at the London Youth Games. On the day my nerves were jangling, I was competing for Islington against every borough in London, but my coaches John and Sabrina were very supportive and they helped me focus and reminded me what I'd been working towards. And after winning the slalom event, it was a terrific feeling to be presented with a medal by British Olympic gold medalist Joe Clark. The club isn't just about kayaking though. The narrowboat also plays a big part, for example, by helping beginners get used to the water. It's also used for courses in boat maintenance as well as for parties, trips and rides on a cold day. I've shared many memories on the narrowboat with my friends and learnt a lot of new things by travelling on it. Our club plays a big part in young people's lives and has a huge potential for bigger and better things. Much of this is thanks to the support from Arsenal and I think it's great that the football club uses its wealth to assist and develop the local community. 
I hope its support continues for many years and that other children and teenagers are able to benefit as I've done in ways that aren't just supporting, but social and educational too. Thank you for Arsenal. For more information, visit www.islingtonboatclub.com or for more on Alex, follow at Alex Kayak on Instagram. The Visitors Bournemouth by Mike Hammond Bournemouth's fifth successive season in the Premier League has got off to a good start with three wins, two draws and two defeats in their opening seven games. The Cherries have lost on all of their four previous visits to Emirates Stadium in this division, shipping 13 goals and scoring just two themselves. But the awful away form that saw them drop from the top half of the table to an ultimately disappointing final placing of 14th last season appears to have been addressed this term. Eddie Howe's side succumbed to nine successive away defeats in the league last season, the last of them 5-1 here in late February, but seven points from their last five fixtures on the road, including a 5-0 romp at South Coast rivals Brighton in mid-April, put them back on track, and they have carried that much-improved away form into the current campaign, with six of the club's 11 points having been collected on their travels, thanks to victories at Aston Villa 2-1 and Southampton 3-1. The only away game Bournemouth have lost in the Premier League this season was at Leicester 3-1 on the last day of August, though they did also lose to another Midlands side in the Carabao Cup when they went down 2-0 to last season's surprise semi-finalists Burton Albion in the third round, a game for which Howe fielded virtually a second-string eleven. Eighth in the Premier League table after seven matches, Bournemouth's ambition this season, as in the previous four, will be first and foremost to secure their top-flight status, but it's not unrealistic for their supporters to hope for a top-half finish, something the club has managed only once before, in 2016-17, to when they finished ninth. Until their promotion in 2015, Bournemouth had never previously resided in the English top flight, so every day spent in the Premier League is something of a blessing for the fans of a club that ten years ago were in League Two. Promotions in 2010, 2013 and 2015 transported them into dreamland. The club's ambition has been fuelled by a steady stream of acquisitions over the past couple of years, with around £50 million having been splashed out this summer, the biggest chunk of it, £16.2 million, paid to Club Brugge for Dutch winger Arnott Groenveld, who only made his Premier League debut last weekend as a substitute in a 2-2 draw at home to West Ham. He is one of several players to have been sidelined by injury this season, among them David Brooks and long-term absentees Charlie Daniels and Junior Stanislas. Fact file. Formed 1899. Nickname, The Cherries. Stadium, Vitality Stadium. Owner, Maxim Demin. Chairman, Jeff Moston. Record appearance maker, Steve Fletcher, 728. Record goal scorer, Ron Eyre, 202. What's in a name? 
The cherries were originally named Boscombe FC in their founding year, but later changed that to Bournemouth and Boscombe AFC to become more representative of the district as a whole. It wasn't until 1972 when, under manager John Bond, they became known as AFC Bournemouth. Inspired by AC Milan's iconic strip, they had already adopted the red and black striped kit in 1971. What could have been? Steve Fletcher scored one of Bournemouth's most iconic goals against Grimsby Town back in 2008-9. The Cherries needed to win to maintain their Football League status with a game to spare after starting the campaign on minus 17 points. Grimsby took the lead, but Liam Feeney equalised after half-time before Fletcher slammed home the winner, sparking jubilant scenes among the faithful. Head-to-head, 2019-20, Arsenal versus Bournemouth. Average goals per game, Arsenal 1.3, Bournemouth 1.7. Shots, X blocked, Arsenal 25, Bournemouth 34. Percentage of shots on target, Arsenal 56%, Bournemouth 32.4%. Cards, no red cards for Arsenal, with 12 yellows, and for Bournemouth, 8 yellow cards and 1 red. Fouls, Arsenal 25, Bournemouth 27. Percentage goals to shots, Arsenal 16.0, Bournemouth 14.7. Corner kicks, Arsenal 17, Bournemouth 22. Average goals conceded per game, Arsenal 1.3, Bournemouth 1.3. And then he came back. Despite steering the club to League Two safety in 2008-9 and then promotion the season after, Eddie Howe left the club to join Burnley in 2011. He then rejoined the Cherries after leaving Turf Moor in 2012 and guided the club to the Premier League while picking up the Football League Manager of the Decade Award in 2015 alongside the LMA Manager of the Year trophy. Head-to-head We've met Bournemouth competitively on nine occasions, losing just once. Our first meeting was in a 1987 League Cup clash, which we won 3-0 at Highbury. We then had to wait 28 years until our next meeting, a 2-0 win at Emirates Stadium in 2015. Last season, we won 5-1 here against the Cherries, thanks to goals from Masut Ozil, Henrik Mkhitaryan, Laurent Koscielny... Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang and Alexandre Lacazette. Match Report Standard Liège Europa League Match Day 2 8pm Thursday, October 3rd Emirates Stadium Arsenal 4 Martinelli 13 Martinelli 15 Willock 21, Ceballos 57, Standard Liège 0, Arsenal 26, Martinez 2, Bellerin yellow card 20, Mustafi 16, Holding 3, Tierney 11, Torreira 8, Ceballos 15, Maitland Niles substitute 66th minute 28, Willock substitute 74th minute 24. Nelson, substitute 79th minute. 35. Martinelli.
Substitutes, Leno, Chambers, Kolasinac, Zaka, Gwenduzi, 74th minute, Pepe, 66th minute, Aubameyang, 79th minute. Standard Liège, 30, Milinkovic, Savic, 27, Vojvoda, Yellow Card, 3, Van Hoisden, 34, Lifis, 24, Gavori, 18, Voljevic, Substitute, 58th minute, 28, Bastian, 8, Simiro, 40, Mopoku, Yellow Card, 22, Lestien, Substitute, 80th minute, 9, Amont, Substitute, 73rd minute, Substitutes, Bodart, Lavalli, Fai, Goru, Carcella, 58, Amala, 80, Aventati, 73. Gabriel Martinelli, 3 games, 186 minutes, 4 goals, 1 assist. First half, a young Arsenal side impressed once again by thumping standard Liège to make it 2 wins from 2 in Europa League Group F. The action was relentless from the start and the first goal came on 13 minutes when Gabriel Martinelli darted to the near post to head home Kieran Tierney's cross. Two minutes later, the 18-year-old Brazilian grabbed his second, collecting Reese Nelson's pass, switching onto his right foot and steering the ball into the far corner. And Nelson was at the heart of the action again on 21 minutes when his deflected shot reached Joe Willock, who coolly made it three. Second half. Nelson thought he should have had a penalty when he was brought down just before half-time, but he helped to craft the fourth goal 12 minutes after the restart when he slipped a pass to Martinelli, whose brilliant chipped cross was met by Ceballos. The Spaniard's first goal for the club was the last of the evening, despite a number of other chances, but this was a fine win for a team whose average age was just 22 years and 350 days. Match stats. Total shots. Arsenal 26, Liège 12. Shots on target. Arsenal 7, Liège 1. Corners. Arsenal 9, Liège 7. Offsides. Arsenal 1, Liège 4. Fouls. Arsenal 7, Liège 4. Possession. Arsenal 62%, Liège 38%. My Arsenal We hear about your heroes, hangouts and heart-stopping moments Email program at arsenal.co.uk For your My Arsenal questionnaire This week is Dave Valentine, age 41, from Dublin Why are you an Arsenal fan? All my friends are Liverpool fans and I want you to support a good team First game, 2-0 versus Leeds in 1991 Nearly ended up in Southampton on a way home to Dublin. Favourite game? 3 0 versus Spurs when Sess scored straight from the kickoff after Robin Van Persie scored. Match day routine before kickoff? Bus, train, plane, tube, arrive at the stadium. Favourite place to eat before the game? Limited time only permits a sneaky visit to Mackie D's on Holloway Road. Favourite place to hang out before the kickoff? Among the throngs of Arsenal fans in front of the armory, sitting on the Burkamp bench close to my brick.
How do you feel about approaching the ground and veins pumping with adrenaline, anticipating the 90 minutes ahead? Best place to watch the games from? Upper tier behind the goal, either end. Furthest travel to watch Arsenal, Prague, but living in Dublin, every game is away from me. Favourite away ground? My dad's a Wolves fan, so Molinex, but as long as we win, I don't care. Favourite piece of memorabilia? My brick outside the armoury. Do you collect programmes? Every game I go to, 60 plus and counting. What do you wear to games? The most recent top I have. Also, thermal underwear in the winter. Favourite ever shirt? My Dennis Burkamp away shirt. Do you have a cult hero? Freddie, because he's Arsenal, through and through. Best goal you've seen live? Henri versus Villa during the final season at Highbury. I ended up with the Villa fans, even though they were applauding. Best debut performance you've seen? Danny Celebalius versus Burnley. First of many, I hope. Have you ever met any Arsenal players? Unfortunately not. I did bump into Man United squad in Oslo. I was wearing my Overmars top the summer after Overmars scored the winner at Old Trafford. I don't think they were too impressed. Which current player would you most like to go to dinner with? It'd be an honour to have dinner with any of them, but I think I would go to Kolesanak. Uh, for added security. If you could erase one Arsenal moment from history, Giggs's goal at Villa Park. You could have been present at any match, Champions League final in Paris, as long as there was VAR as well. If you could watch Arsenal play any club side in history, Milan team of the late 80s, including Brassi, Gillet and Van Basten. Play any team in history, an Arsenal team with Messi in it. So what's your top five goals? Number one, Burkamp, 2002, Newcastle. Freddie, 2002, Chelsea. Ramsey, 2014, Hull. Henri, 2004, Liverpool. Ash Sharvin, 2011, Barcelona. Top five players, number five, Perez. Number four, Sest. Number four, Robin Van Persie, begrudgingly. Number two, Henri. And number one, Dennis Burkamp. Teams For Arsenal, head coach Unai Emery, red shirts with white sleeves, white shorts and white socks. 1. Bent Leno, goalkeeper. 2. Hector Bellerin. 3. Kieran Tierney. 5. Socrates Papastathopoulos. 8. Danny Ceballos. 9. Alexandre Lacazette. 10. Masut Ozil. 11. Lukash Torreira. 14. Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang. 15. Ainsley Maitland-Niles. 16. Rob Holding. 19. Nicolas Pepe. 20. Schroeder Mustafi. 21. Callum Chambers. 23. David Lewis. 24. Rhys Nelson. 26. Emiliano Martinez, goalkeeper. 27. Constantinos Mavropanos. 28. Joe Willock. 29. Matteo Ganduzzi. 31. Zird Kolasinac. 32. Emil Smith-Rowe. 33. Matt Macy, goalkeeper. 34. Granit Xhaka. 35. Gabriel Martinelli. 77. Bukayo Saka. For AFC Bournemouth, manager Eddie Howe. 
dark blue shirt, shorts and socks. 1. Artur Boric, goalkeeper. 2. Simon Francis. 3. Steve Cook. 4. Dan Gosling. 5. Nathan Ake. 6. Andrew Sermon. 7. Joshua King. 8. Jefferson Loma. 9. Dominic Solanke. 10. Jordan Ebay. 11. Charlie Daniels. 12. Aaron Ramsdale, goalkeeper. 13. Callum Wilson. 14. Arnott Danuma. 15. Adam Smith. 16. Lewis Cook. 17. Jack Stacey. 19. Junior Stanislas. 20. David Brooks. 21. Diego Rico. 22. Harry Wilson. 24. Ryan Fraser. 25. Jack Simpson. 26. Lloyd Kelly. 28. Kyle Taylor. 29. Philip Billing. 33. Chris Mappham. 36. Matt Butcher. 42. Mark Travis, goalkeeper. 53. Gavin Kilkenny. 54. Alex Dobre. Match officials, referee Martin Atkinson, assistant referees Adam Nunn and Konstantin Hatsidakis. Fourth official Peter Banks. VAR official Anthony Taylor. Additional VAR official Andrew Halliday. Today's other fixtures, Manchester City versus Wolves at 2pm. Southampton versus Chelsea at 2pm. Newcastle United versus Manchester United at 4.30pm. The Arsenal Foundation, helping young people fulfil their potential through education and sport. And that brings us to the end of this Arsenal Match Day programme. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. VAR. What can it be used for? Goals. Offside in build-up. Foul by attacker in build-up. Ball out of play. Penalties. Awarded. Not awarded. Foul inside or outside the box. Foul by attacker in build-up. Ball out of play. Red cards. Correctly given. Incorrectly given. Not for second yellow card. Or mistaken identity. For red yellow card given. 
to the wrong player. An immeasurable lineup on BT Sport. Premier League, UEFA Champions League, UEFA Europa League, the Emirates FA Cup, Ladbrokes Premiership, UEFA Super Cup, Bedford Cup, Gallagher Premiership Rugby, Heineken Champions Cup, European Rugby Challenge Cup, Bundesliga, Vanarama National League, MotoGP, WTA, Fight Night Live, UFC, KFC BBL, FIH Hockey World League, Barclays FA Women's Super League, BT Sport Speedway, WRC World Rally Championship, Major League Baseball, search bt.com slash sport, BT Sport. Hello Arsenal, we're here with fresh beer. Camden Hell's Lager and Camden Pale Ale are now available from every draft bar at Emirates Stadium. Cheers. Camden Town Brewery, official beer partner of Arsenal FC. Facebook and Twitter, Camden Brewery. Website, camdentownbrewery.com. <laughs> 